Welcome to the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, where it's all about slashing your debt, slashing your taxes, and creating a liberated lifestyle. And now, your host, who met his wife while training for the 400 meters in Seattle and is eating gluten-free whilst lusting after bread, Dave Denniston. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Formula for Physicians podcast, podcast dedicated to helping doctors like you slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Well, we've had a few great episodes. Some, some were blast from the past. The last couple of months, some were brand new content, and this is brand new content. Excited to talk about uh, IRAs, Roth IRAs, kind of what... Uh, and the front door, back door Roth IRA today. And then next week, we are going to talk about the super backdoor Roth uh, and how to do that. So for today's episode, the front door and the back door Roth IRA, many of you may be familiar with these concepts. And basically, the the whole idea of why we want to participate in these things is twofold. Uh, number one, you want to move money from non-qualified, meaning that it's not an IRA, it's not a Roth, it's not a 401k, to something that is tax deferred, or you can get a tax deduction for the year, and we want to keep as much money as we can in those categories that give us tax benefits, either now or down the road. So quick primer for anyone who may not be as familiar with, if you think about pre-tax 401ks or a traditional IRA, the uh, benefit there is you get a tax deduction today. And you can choose to have the assets grow and defer taking them out until one day you take the money out and now you get taxed. So that is the traditional IRA or 401k. Now, if you just want to just flat out put money in a traditional IRA and get a tax deduction for it, this year, if you are married in 2022, the, the deduction starts phasing out at $109,000 of adjusted gross income. Adjusted gross income is the number after you put money in a 401k, after you put money in an HSA, after you have deductions for uh, healthcare savings account or other top of the line items on your paycheck. Uh, also with adjusted gross income, you get to subtract things like capital losses or add things like capital gains. Or if you're paying alimony, you get to subtract out those kinds of things from your gross income to your adjusted gross income. So you can imagine, well, you can't do pre-tax money for most physicians. Certainly if you are a resident or fellow, you might be able to do that. So again, that's married 109,000. It starts phasing out. It's fully phased out at $129,000. What that means is you have 20,000 bucks there where you could get a partial contribution in. So at $109,000, you could fully do $6,000 each into traditional IRA. At $119,000, you can only do half of that, 
$3,000 each. At $129,000, now you can't do jack squat anymore. Now you are no longer eligible for the tax-deductible IRA. And I'm emphasizing that because we'll, we'll be talking about the backdoor Roth IRA here shortly. Now, the Roth, in this case, Roth IRAs, you are taking after-tax money and you are moving it, like in your bank account, and you're moving it to go in a Roth. And the advantage of Roth being that the money comes out tax-free, it grows tax-free, you just don't get a tax, and tax deduction for it ahead of time. So for example, I had a client, have a client, that she has about $800,000 with me or so, and her husband had passed away, and she was in a situation where um, she had all of this non-qualified money. She has all this non-qualified money, and she's still working. In her case, she is single, but her income is below $129,000, so she can fully contribute to her Roth. In her case, she's over 50, so $7,000 a year, likely for the next few years. And so what we do, we move money out of her non-qualified accounts and move them to the Roth. This way, her income from dividends and capital gains could potentially be less. And then we get much more aggressive in the Roth IRA than we do in her normal accounts, because if we get a higher average rate of return, that money one day will come out completely tax-free. And if you're married, that uh, range is 204,000 to 214,000. So at 204,000, if you are under 50 years old, that's six grand you could put in. If you're over 50, that's seven grand you could put in. Then it starts to phase out like we just talked about before. So at 209,000, you could only do half of the Roth IRA contribution. At 214,000, you can't do jack squat again. So that that's... um the Roth versus the traditional IRA. And when you can move money, like I just described, from non-qual right to the Roth, whether it's a bank account or a brokerage account or whatever, that is the front door method because you qualify under those income brackets. And just remember, again, this is the adjusted gross income. So a physician that's making $220,000 and between he, he or she and their spouse, then if you are maxing out the 401k and maybe having health insurance come out, HSA come out, whatever, there is a really, really, really good chance that you could max out the Roth IRA as well, which certainly in the case of a lot of primary care physicians, you know, this, this might be you. If you're a household of two primary care docs rather than one, then you very well might fall out of that range. Which leads us to the backdoor Roth IRA. And so the backdoor Roth IRA, there's a little loophole here that currently we could take advantage of. In um, the, the legislation that the Democrats were trying to push through last year, they were going to do away with the backdoor, meaning that if you are making over a certain amount that currently the way legislation stands right now today 
that you could put money in a non-deductible IRA. You do not get the tax deduction for it. And then you convert that immediately to the Roth. Now, keep in mind, if you're not kind of sure where your tax bracket may be at, you know, you can wait until March uh, of the following year. So in this year of 2022, you could wait until like March or April 15th, depending upon when you file your taxes, to put money for the prior year into your Roth IRA or backdoor Roth IRA. So what's cool about the backdoor Roth is that there is no income limit on putting money in those traditional non-deductible IRAs, and then there's no income limit on um, converting that to Roth the way things stand right now today. So it's a great way to still be able to participate the way things stand right now and be able to put money in Roth. Now, there are a few caveats that you have to be aware of when you are doing the backdoor Roth. Number one, you need to make sure that any pre-tax IRA money you have is all in the 401k world. If you have money in a traditional IRA, let's say you had like 200 grand in a traditional IRA, and you wanna be able to put money in a non-deductible IRA of 6,000 bucks, but now you're doing the conversion, you have to convert pro rata, meaning that if your account value is 206,000 after putting in the, uh, the backdoor Roth and you wanna convert 6,000 of it, if we take 6,000 divided by 206,000, that gives us a measly 2.9% which means about 97% of that conversion will now get taxed. And now for a commercial break. Have you ever seen that ING commercial that has a bunch of people walking around with random numbers hanging over their head? Like one has 700,581,000 floating over their head. Another has 2,348,000 over there. And then another person is carrying this number, big old number, $1,438,921. And this can be so confusing. What is the difference between one or the other? How can they be so different? And it begs this question, what is my number? What does it take for me to retire? Well, if you've been wondering that, my friends, I put together this little ebook that's about 20 pages long, so quick, easy to read, called What's My Number? And it walks you through enough scenarios to try and help you answer that question and give you some feedback and thoughts in terms of do we have enough money? You don't want to be that physician that has to go back to work after being retired. So if you want to grab this report, we would love to make it available to you. Please give us a call at 612-284-2409, and we'd be happy to email that What's My Number report to you. Again, give us a call, 612-284-2409, and we can send the What's My Number report to you. And now, back to the show. 
So in many cases, many physicians are better off putting money in um, in a um, uh, employer-sponsored plan. So if you have an I, traditional IRA that has 200 grand in it, consolidate that with your employer plan because the employer plan does not get included in that calculation. So let me say that one more time again. If you have money in traditional IRA, not a 401k or 47 or a 403b account, you are going to be fine to do this. But if you have money in traditional tax deductible IRA funds, you have to convert pro rata the amount that is included in your pre-tax IRA along with your non-deductible. So just to give you a couple of examples, uh, let's talk, talk about John here. Let's say John has 100K traditional tax deductible IRA, 100K in his 401K, and 5,000 he contributed to a non-deductible IRA. If he wants to convert the $5,000 non-deductible to a Roth, he could only move over a small fraction of it as non-taxable. The majority would get taxed. So what you have to do, first of all, you ignore the 100K and 401K money. It doesn't count. You add up the $100,000 in tax-deductible IRA monies plus 5,000 in non-deductible IRA gives us a total of 105. Five divided by 105 gives us 4.8%. So in this case, more than 95% of the conversion would be taxed. Of the $5,000 non-deductible, he'd only be able to move over 250 to a Roth. So in this situation, John probably wouldn't want to go through the hassle of this process until he can he consolidates the traditional tax deductible IRA with his 401. Now let's look at another scenario. Let's say John has $2,000 traditional tax deductible IRA, $100,000 in his 401k, and he contributed $5,000 to his non-deductible IRA. If he wanted to convert the $5,000 non-deductible to a Roth, he could do almost all of it as non-taxable. And then the next year, he could fully do the conversion without having to worry about it. So again, in this case, you ignore the 401k, you add up that $2,000 tax deductible IRA and $5,000 non-deductible IRA, total of seven. Five divided by seven gives us 71.4%. So less than 30% of this conversion would be taxed. 70% would not be if you converted the whole entire thing. So, of course, the best situation is if you have no tax-deductible IRA money, you have everything in a 401k. However, given the last example we just showed, within a small amount of time, you could whittle down the old traditional IRA to nothing. So we're going to talk more about um, some ideas around Roth conversions in upcoming episodes. We're going to talk about the super backdoor Roth IRA uh, next episode. And um, I think ultimately um, there's a few things you, you have to be careful for here. Uh, number one, be very careful on your taxes. What can be deceiving with a backdoor Roth IRA is you get a 1099R when you convert that non-deductible to Roth. 
And so some CPAs get that and they're like, oh, this was a taxed transaction. So you have to show them that, no, I put money non-deductible, we convert it to Roth, it should not be taxed. There's a lot of um, great um, blog posts out there about how to do this in TurboTax. Um, while I'm not a CPA, certainly, um, I would be happy to link those into the show notes. Keep in mind that what have them, their websites is what they show. Things get outdated from time to time. But I hope that might be helpful to you to see how to be able to do this tax-wise. So we'll include a couple of links in, in the show notes for you to go check out how you should code this in TurboTax, or you could end up sending it to your CPA to be able to have them take a gander at. Now, the other thing I would um, point out about the front door, back door Roth is in many cases, many physicians have the option within their employer-sponsored plan, you could choose to do Roth 401k contributions instead of pre-tax. And I would suggest a few different scenarios of how to do that. Number one, if you are a resident, if you are a fellow, your income is already so relatively low in most cases. So if I take a look at the, the tax brackets, if you are married filing jointly, your taxable income, after all your deductions and credits and stuff like that, your taxable income below $172,000 is taxed at a 22% bracket. If you are having income that's between 20,000 and 80,000 taxable, again, after taking all of your deductions, not just AGI, but your standard deduction or itemized deductions, your tax bracket is only at the 12% bracket. So you can really take advantage of the Roth rather than traditional IRA because for a 12% tax cut, you know, it really ain't worth it to take the time to, to put in an IRA because you're only saving yourself 12% today. I would suggest the Roth is a far, far better option. Other random thoughts I have about just, just IRAs and Roths and stuff like that, I would point out that there's a few important um, credits that people can get when they're buying their first home. So for example, if you're a resident again and you're making 60,000 bucks and let's say you can put two or 3,000 into a Roth, for your first home purchase, you can take up to $10,000 thousand dollars tax-free out of your Roth to put down as a down payment on your first home. So it's another great way to get money, a reason to get money into Roths and uh, be able to withdraw that money uh, when you need it for your first home. Other thoughts I have on this subject, I think this really covers a lot. We're going on about 20 minutes right now. Certainly, you know, if you have any questions about this process and gosh, is this right for me? What's my particular situation? Um, can you counsel me on some ways that I can do this and help me with the, the turbo tax and help me do the back door or the front door Roth IRA? Definitely feel free to give us a call. Phone number here at the office is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. 
Well, I hope this episode is helpful to those of you that are just kind of getting going on your financial education. Uh, Feel free to give me a ring or a holler. I would love to hear from you and your situation and your uh, particular case. Feel free to, to reach out anytime. For the Freedom Formula for Physician Podcast, this is Dave Denniston. Remember, my friends, remember to slash your debt, slash your taxes, and live a liberated lifestyle. Thank you, my friends, so much for listening to the last podcast. I am pleased to announce that I am now a completely independent financial advisor, where to the point now, I can really integrate my financial planning practice with this podcast. If you might be looking for help, if you have found any of our information here interesting or relevant, and you're looking for a second opinion, I'm making myself available for 30 minute strategy sessions. And if you want to arrange a time to meet with me to discuss your situation and see if we might be a good fit for one another, I'd like you to call our office and speak with Kyla. Our phone number is 612-284-2409. Again, that's 612-284-2409. And I look forward to helping you with your financial situation. And now for some lovely legal disclosures required by our lawyer friends. Investment advice is only offered in jurisdictions where Centurion Financial Strategies, LLC, Centurion is appropriately registered or exempt from registration. Our Form ADV Part 2 brochure can be obtained free of charge at advisorinfo.sec.gov by searching for our firm name or its unique CRD number, which is 316-454. This podcast is not a solicitation to provide advisory services in any jurisdiction in which we are not appropriately registered or excluded. The information, statements, and opinions contained in this podcast have been obtained from or are based on information obtained from sources which we believe to be reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of such information. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be construed as personalized investment, tax, or legal advice. Opinions expressed by any guest are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the firm's views. You should carefully consider your own financial circumstances and needs prior to making any investment in securities or purchasing any insurance products. As always, past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing in securities or really anything else involves the risk of loss. If by some chance in this particular podcast I mentioned insurance products, insurance products are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. It may be subject to restrictions, limitations, and early withdrawal fees, which vary by issue. You should always consider the charges, risks, expenses, and investment objective of any insurance products before entering a contract. And that, my friends, wraps it up. Wish you all the best. Feel free to contact us with any info at www.daviddeniston.com. Thank you so much, and have a good one. Bye-bye.